Hi, it's Jenna and Daniel Wender. Weld, Wender? Can we start over? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Hi, it's Jenna and Daniel. Welcome to Sobriety Uncensored, episode 30. Wender, everyone, Wender. <laughs> Sponsored by Spindrift. That's right. Yep. All I natural. Love- now, I have a confession to make. Uh-oh. I'm currently sipping on a Diet Cherry Coke <laughs> from the Wawa. Bigger <laughs> than my head. The Ooh, Wawa? This shit is like crack from the Wawa. Wa- yeah. Are you yeah. familiar with Wawa? No. Is that like mm. 7-11? Is that like 7-Eleven? How dare you? How dare you insult my Wawa in such a way? <laughs> it's like 7-Eleven, but way better. Was it founded by Barbara? Who's Barbara? Bar- Barbara, Barbara Wawa. Wawa? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice one. Good one, Daniel. Thank you. But yes, we are <laughs> we are sponsored by Spindrift. And I just, I wanted to share a little story because Ashley at Spindrift um, is the our liaison, the person that we work with. There's only 11 people that work in their office, small company. So great. I love that. Awesome. Right. And there's a nonprofit that's local to this community that was started by a uh, a child who is now since in college called Let's Be Kind. And they focus on anti-bullying, you know, objectives within the community. And they do such great work. And they're having a gala, a black tie gala. And I reached out and it and they decided that they're going to do it dry. And when oh, I saw that, awesome. yeah, they decided that because of just a lot no of different way. reasons, they decided that they're going to have a gala black tie, but they're not going to do any alcohol. So I reached out to Ashley. Yes. I reached out to Ashley. I'm like, Hey, what are your thoughts on stocking them with Spindrift? Because they've committed to doing this adult event, but dry. And because there's kids there and adults there. And they're like, absolutely. What's the address? How many do they need? And they just sent it. That is so cool. I know. It's just like, it's rad. And so it's just another great example of the quality of the drink matches the quality of the company, in my opinion. So absolutely. It yeah. feels really lucky and fun and exciting to work with a brand that well, yeah, it's an honor to work with is who they like say that. they are. Yeah. Yeah. There's no bullshit. No bullshit. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's it. What you see is what you get with those peeps. I know. I, I love like it. it. I love yeah. it too. Um, um. <laughs> somebody asked me today on a video. And I think they were being an asshole. So I went ahead and just proactively blocked them, you know, love that. I no longer, I no longer respond to negative messages. You know how you, you can reply to a comment on TikTok with a TikTok and be like, no, no, Nancy. I'm just like go off on them on user 2487 or whatever. And it just goes into the echo chamber. I've committed to no longer doing that. And I haven't done that that. for several months. Thank you. Um, I'm not going to waste my time. No. Although I'm giving it some airtime now because it's funny. One of the the guys was like, what do you think you're a motivational speaker now? What do you mean now? I know. That's what I was like, bro, I've been speaking before I've been on TikTok. Um, I, but I didn't, I wanted to say now. Yeah. But um, anyways, I just blocked them. It's funny though, tone, they could have been completely honest but given the now what, what do you think your motivational speaker now right, right. No. now as in when what, like what, what's your frame of reference yeah you and mean? also yeah if i if i speak and anyone finds motivation in it technically 
I'm a motivational speaker, paid or unpaid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of like the lady that said that... I was an out of work actor. And I'm like, well, everyone is who isn't paid to act. Right. And by the way, isn't that the fucking point is motivating people to not drink? You dimwit. Yeah. Like, are you an idiot? Oh, don't get me started. Have you seen this show called Beef on Netflix? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, it's so good. It's so ragey. It is like the ultimate rage revenge. But of course, it all comes together in the end. I'm not going to give it away, but okay. it is. I highly recommend it. You, do you watch or did you watch The Walking Dead? Yes. That's a show I did watch. You know, Glenn? Yes, Glenn. Okay, he's the main character in this show called Beef. Him and Ali Wong, who I absolutely love. Yes. Who Ali Wong is. Okay. Yeah, my wife and I just saw her stand-up. You did? We, yeah, we went to see her first. Um, she's on tour right now, and we got the privilege of seeing her first show. Huh. And uh, she I'll is feel- so funny. She's so funny. Uh, I love all of her stand-ups. She's hysterical. But her opener is also amazing and he has a special on netflix as well and he he is touring with her and no offense ali if you hear this but his humor and my humor are aligned and and that could be a gender thing but he does all like no swearing which is impossible for me as we know wow but it's all it's all the way that he delivers it Uh uh-huh it's his delivery so So good what's his name um his name is Zhang with the Z. And uh-huh. I think it's like, I have to look it up now. Okay. I just That's watched right. it again. Yeah, throw it on um, the Google. Yeah. So he's travel. he's touring with her also. So in my humble opinion, it's like getting two yeah. like headliners at, at right, once. One. That's awesome. At, at, at one. But yes. So she's in the show. I will definitely watch it. Um yeah, it's, it's a She's dark amazing. comedy, okay? I'm not giving anything away by telling you that. It's not like a co- comical thing. It's It's got, it's a dark comedy, okay? You know what that means. I don't yes. need to explain that shit you to you. You don't need to You know who that. else I love that does dark comedy is um, fucking Ricky Gervais. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love him so much. He's so cynical. It's perfect. It's perfection. I'm trying His to comedy f- is perfection. Who the fuck? Oh, now I'm playing um, Netflix through my earphones that I'm also recording this podcast with. I'll get my life together and I'll put it in the yeah, fucking show Can you show get notes. it together, Daniel? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I just took the Lord's name in vain. Someone, blo- someone unfollowed me for that one. <laughs> okay. I love you. I love the podcast. Oh, no, it was the podcast. I'm sorry, but we lost the listener because I think uh, I either said Jesus Christ or God damn it. And it was... And they were like, we love, I love the podcast, but do you I have had, to take the Lord's name in vain? Uh, I, I, and I had a lady just recently Sorry. tell me that I wasn't really in recovery because if, as we get further in the steps and stronger in our recovery, we're actually taught to no longer swear. Hmm. And I was like, bitch, please. All of these people that I know that I have worked with How in long? recovery who have been in recovery for years swear up and down. Up and down. And you know what's so funny? At AA meetings, they'll, you know, you're not supposed to say any curse words when you share. Sure. Right. But everyone will be like, I'm sorry, no, I'm not supposed to curse, but this fucking blah, blah. Like it's almost yeah. like everyone does anyway. And, and it's unrealistic to even say that. Um, I thought you were going to say she said something about a higher power. 
No, 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 no. But that's also a big, uh, big buzzy area. Big, a big buzz, a buzzword. <laughs> buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz, bitch. <laughs> the old HP. The old <laughs> HP. That's a big buzz, buzz phrase in the world of recovery, isn't it? Yeah. I actually canceled a podcast appearance just recently because the emphasis, uh, well, I thought it was a podcast and, and, I, and nothing against it. Uh, uh-huh. I thought it was a podcast, but really what it was is that I was going to come in and zoom as the speaker of a meeting Ooh. that wasn't an AA meeting, but was 12 step aligned. Okay. And I was getting, so can you explain the difference? To me? I don't know the difference and I couldn't quite get an answer. So I was like, um, I don't really know what you mean because I'm not an AA and I've never worked all 12 steps. So the, and they said, well, you just need to be in a recovery 12 step aligned recovery program. So how, what, I'm sorry, know. but you don't, you don't create a brand new 12 step program that isn't AA. you Fuck face. <laughs> so <laughs> I just got really uncomfortable and I was like, well, I feel like this could be a little bit of a trap because um it's a total trap. I don't know. And because they were like, you need to bring your your favorite uh recovery prayer. What? And I was like, You're like, dear me, please <laughs> keep saving me. Me. I was like, do I Google that? Is where do I find yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so I finally what? just, but I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit uh, non-confrontational and I really wanted to do it because it's a friend of a friend and it seems like mm. a really good platform, but I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to um, cancel. And I was like, hopefully you can find a different speaker. And he was like, oh, don't worry. We have a wait list through October. I was like, oh. Got all, suddenly got all aggressive with you. No, just meaning like, I think it was probably, it is a really big deal. It's a really big show or not a show. It's a really big, I don't fucking know what it is, but I'm not going to find out. There's it's, a, it's a non-AA 12 step um, aligned program. Whatever. That's not a podcast, but a meeting also at the same time. Oh, right. Well, I mean, good for you for not getting blinded by the fact that they have a wait list till October for guests yeah, it's like, and it's such a big deal. Like that says a lot about your um, strength of character and, and be sticking with what you believe to be helpful yeah. or not either to you or whoever. Yeah. And just being like, yeah, no, this sounds... When I first started posting on TikTok, I probably had... I don't know. I mean, it was so early on. I I might not have even been 90 days sober and I was getting a lot of new followers quickly and people, you know, take notice of that, I guess, somehow. I don't know how, what magical things they, so I was getting, you know, um, emails about like what you're saying, talking yeah. about this or that or whatever. And there was one specific thing they wanted. It was a re an inpatient rehab that wanted me to almost do like a promo. Right. Kind of thing. Commercial for them. For them. Yeah. Yeah. Or just to talk about them on my TikTok. And um, I, I will admit that it was intriguing to me because I, I was motivated by wanting to help anybody. But at the same time, I thought, um, I've never been to rehab and how, how, and I don't know anything about your rehab and no right. how many pamphlets, like PDF fucking pamphlets you send me over my email. It's not, 
<laughs> like it was on the other side of the country, you know, I, and I was like, respectfully, I love, I'm flattered that you would want me. And they kept pushing, like it, it was a big marketing thing for them Right and in their defense, you know, recovery is a business just like you know i used to work in hospice hospice is a business you know right. it, it sounds so cold and awful to say that people make money in these industries because it is a business of uh where people are just desperate everything is a, i mean everything is a business that's okay right. right and that's okay so like long story short i basically was just like stop uh, thanks, but no thanks. Like, please stop contacting me. Yeah. They were almost getting like aggressive. And I think they were relatively small and new and just trying to get in on this like whole, like cool TikTok thing. You know what I mean? I, I think that was appealing to a lot of their TikTok in general yeah. was appealing to a lot of their like patient base or whatever. I mean, I've but, had a um, lot of like decoy asks lately where somebody will reach out and be like, oh, I want to hire you to to give a speech or whatever, whatever. And then we get into the conversation, and then actually, there's no speech. You know what? And what is it? Just a fan. Oh, stop! You're getting catfished. Catfished. No a shit. Bit. Yeah. So I oh put in God. some new. So I put in some new systems in place too. That's to uh, alleviate that. Yeah. Cause but I, then, as like, a, I have always worked like just by myself for myself. Right. right? And I right. never, but I actually now do have an assistant. Um, okay. Who helps me with that kind of situation. Cause it's super uncomfortable. And I also just don't want to spend the time to like individually audit every single email I get for validity or, you know, and I don't have right. the capacity to email everyone back, but, um, mm -hmm. I can certainly acknowledge them with, with, and the assistant is somebody that I've known since college, mm -hmm. like, you know, really close, trusted friends. So it's a win-win for everyone involved, but yeah, I totally catfished by a potential speaking gig. That's crazy. That and say... We were just emailing back and forth and I was like, okay, cut, like, let's actually like talk about like the budget and this and that. And they're like, um, I don't actually have a budget. So <laughs> I'm just a fan. So then where do they expecting to go from there? Like, I don't know. That was so weird. It's a, I mean, people are interesting for sure. People are interesting. If that's a word you want to use a fucking humans, the humans, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Humans. But I've been, human you know, it's, I've had some weird interactions too, where, um, I don't even know if I should tell the story, but I'm going to, I'm not going to use a name. I, okay. I met a really high profile, uh, celebrity who is sober, um, like me on similar length. Right. And we met mm -hmm. at a, through a mutual friend and we're at some sort of like party, uh, mm -hmm. a charitable day kind of function for a museum of all a children's museum, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's fucking random. We meet and my kids are there. My family's there and we're chatting and in front of my whole family or whatever, he's like, I'd really like to connect, really love it. Like, can I have your phone number? He's asking me for my phone number, right. Mm -hmm. To like get coffee in LA or whatever. Okay. And I give it to him and yeah. I text him and he texts me back. And then all of a sudden it's just like, 
ghost, right? Like I've never heard from him again. Sent him a few text messages just being like, hey, so-and-so, like I'm going to be up, you know, seeing clients in Malibu. Yeah. This weekend, if you want to grab coffee, let me know. Like not even like a no thank you, not even anything. And it's so weird because it wasn't like I was like, can I have your phone number? Right. And it was the other way around. And then my kids, specifically my oldest is like, did so-and-so ever like call you? Cause she was there when he asked and I'm like, mm-hmm. Nope. She's like, that's so weird. <laughs> and it is weird. It just made me feel like so fucking like, I don't know. It's so weird. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with the story other than all the humans can be interesting. This is true. Even yeah. Really famous, even even really rich people, ones, you know? <laughs> especially yeah, like rich why, people. Why did you ask me for that? If I well, just you know don't, what? I don't, I mean, don't you, don't you think there's something, um, don't you think that on some level there's a like forgiveness of that kind of shit if you're of a certain status, right? I guess, but I don't want to be like a stalker and be like, um, but no, what I'm saying is like this person, if they're a celebrity, it's almost like they get, get they're away okay. With it. They don't give, yeah, they're like, oh, please, I've got other things going on. No matter what I said in the moment, like they, I'm not trying to judge their character. I just feel like they probably have so much going on that maybe in the moment they were feeling genuine about it. But then, like you say, life gets lifey and they're probably like, but I mean, it would take two seconds for them to be like, hey, "Hey, I'm too busy. I'm super busy. Yeah, 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 I'm I'm so sorry. I'm too busy right now. I'll hit you up. Maybe never. Or just no, thank you. I like JK, JK. Yeah, anything. Any communication to the point where now I almost want to just rage text and be like, fuck you. You asked for my phone number. Why are you making me feel like a psychopath stalker? Right. Um, This sounds like the conversation I have with my husband every time he goes out of town. (laughs) He he ghosts me every time. Like, hi, honey. Have a great day. Nothing. Crickets. Uh, Hi, babe. Hope you're doing. Hope it's going well. Nothing. Crickets. That's what he does to me. It's torture. uh, That is torture. I know. He's like, oh, I'm just a big dumb animal. I'm like, that excuse only holds so much water, you fucker. Right. Just double tap. Yeah. Double tap the fucking- Thumbs up. A thumbs up. I mean, shit. It's not that hard to do a thumbs up. I gave him an earful a couple weeks ago. Holy shit. I don't think that's unfair of you. No, I I don't either. I don't, sorry. Uh, Should he ever ax throw at me, I will run with my armor. (laughs) But uh, I just know that I I can paralyze sometimes when people text me, but if my wife texts me and I don't text her back. It's a problem. It's a problem. I know. I try to explain to him that this is a problem. (sighs) <sighs> I don't want to get into it. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not going to take it any further because I, I fear for my safety. Yeah. Okay. JK. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure he's wonderful, but I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not going to fuck with that. Um, but listen, the humans are humaning. Okay. Yeah. It's happening. Hum- it is happening and it's happening a lot. And this is interesting in, there's two things I want to talk about. Um, okay. One is. <laughs> Understanding that just because you get sober doesn't mean that life necessarily gets easier. So true. I, I, I need to, I need people that. to understand this. Yes. Okay? I don't. It's not don't, some magical fairy tale when no, you stop drinking. It's That's not, not how it works. No. It gets easier to manage the bullshit, but the bullshit does not stop. Right. Um, and the the trauma and the pain and the heartache and all of it 
nothing about it is going to change that dramatically. Okay. Spoiler. I don't mean to be, I'm just being pragmatic. I'm just being honest because I had this illusion right. that you wave a wand, I get sober and fucking right. everything's easy. It's not. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is when you attach yourself too much to somebody, a specific person, a specific influencer, specific voice, like if your whole sober agency, for example, if you're on TikTok and your agency is Jenna, Jenna mm-hmm. Bobena nine, and you are putting all of your eggs in her basket and she mm-hmm. stops posting because she wants to take a break from posting. And you're like, like, and that's your only coping skill is watching Jenna post. Then you need to fucking actually look in the mirror and diversify your coping portfolio and right. not just be like, she's obligated to post because she's such an integral part of my sobriety. There are voices that inspire us. There are voices that we're drawn to. You should absolutely have those that, that work for you. And I have my own that work for me, but I always have to remember if that person tomorrow stopped posting or if that person tomorrow passed away unexpectedly, Mm. I can't have everything fucking hitched to that wagon. Right. And, and so an I, excellent point. I just think those are two things that we need to be aware of here. People is the life is still bullshit. I'm sorry. Right. And your, your inspiration should come from multiple sources. Absolutely. Um, and if you, and it takes, I've said this so many times, how the amount of work that I put into and did put into and still put into not still, I mean, this is a lifelong journey sobriety. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm so far into it that I still do this or that. It's right. funny. I was watching someone on TikTok the other day. He had like 80 days sober. And he was like, when I first got sober, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like saying, is that where you're at right now, dude? Aren't you first sober? Because I know I am. You right. know what I mean? But whatever. I guess it's relative. It is relative. insult anyone. But um. I, I, I get nervous for people when they fall into a trap, like you're saying, boxing themselves into one resource. It's such a disservice when there is so much available to us, you know, to those of us in recovery, there's so much available out there, but it's not just going to fall into your lap, you know? And I, I, I get frustrated with the humans that reach out to me and say things like, you know, I stopped drinking now, what kind of thing, (laughs) you know? And it's like, first of all, that is not a TikTok comment, even a TikTok post. I mean, that's everything that we're doing here. That's everything that we post about. That's everything that we talk about is the now what, right? Right. I mean, it's not a simple answer and everybody's different and every program's different and every road is different. So I love what you're saying when, when you are kind of. Well, even I have a little, I have a sober group that I run and it is not, it operates on a 70, 30 split. So 70% of the people pay a nominal fee to be in it. And 30% are fully scholarship, right? Because I don't believe that access finances should be an access, but I've worked really hard on not feeling bad about charging because you're, what you're paying for is like, access to my community, FaceTime with me, um, whatever. But even in that, we are a can do not a how to. So in that group, I'm always encouraging, like, I am not the Messiah. I am not your savior. I am not your own. I cannot be the only anchor point for this. Like you need to go out and find other things 
that serve right. you. And if you feel like you need to, or want to leave this group at any time, you absolutely Please should do. Yes. without feeling bad. Absolutely. Because if you're not evolving and growing now, does right. that mean I want them to all bail? No, I, I want to build a community that has deep roots, which is why mm-hmm. it's a can do not a how to, because we have right. people operating on all different recovery systems, ages and stages. Right. Mm-hmm. But what was funny is that I had somebody saying, well, what are you going to do with, um, you know, what about some of us who are more like in maintenance, which is a valid question, but I, I'm going to say, and I'm sorry if I'm going to offend anybody, I don't really feel like you're in maintenance until you have a year of sobriety. Yeah. You have to experience everything throughout a full year before Correct. you think about maintaining anything. Right. So this, and yeah. if, if the person's like three months and like kind of squawking, not squawking, that's rude, but just sort of just commenting, like, what are you going to do for the, but I think, I think they're right in that people, if, if I'm going to have this group, that's going to evolve, I will have to have different like layers to it for people who have had over a year or, you know, certain of milestones course. because the experience is different. Um, All that to say, I just was saying it's not, it's really I just want to have people be cautious to hitch their wagon to one person, to one voice, to one thing for too long, um, because there's so many strong voices and options and programs and free programs and all the fucking books and podcasts and the whole thing. Yeah. And don't give up on things after one try. Like I get frustrated when people are like, I went to a meeting, it sucked. You know, everybody just knew each other. It just felt like this, like, you know, this little club, right? Okay. Then drive half an hour and go to a different meeting or zoom a meeting or do it like that is not, you are doing this for the wrong reason. If you're giving up after one meeting, if you're expecting the sober universe to cater to you and make you feel like some fucking epiphany after going to one meeting, then you are definitely going into this with the wrong mindset. Well, and every single person in that meeting was new at one point. Yes. It's not like they all started at the same time. Right. And if you go in there setting, like you have to go into this shit with an open mind. You can't set expectations. You can't think um, everyone's going to think I'm, you know, anything about you. You can't expect to think things about other people. Like that was my disservice that I did that to myself for a really long time in and out of meetings. I was prejudging everything. I was going in with a preconceived attitude. You know, um, I, I have talked about this enough to make myself sick Ah. on the fucking TikTok. just about keeping an open mind with that kind of shit like you're saying don't don't put all of your faith in one resource because what if that what if you turn around and and you think jesus that you know "Mm, god i don't really like what they just said and what and then that's it you're done you're done with that one like you have to have you have to have your finger on all kinds of different buttons. Like yeah. I went to women's meetings, newcomer meetings. I went to God as I understand him meetings and I still do. I am an atheist right. or an agnostic if you want to get official. But you know, and I still 
it did it. It didn't happen magically. The first time is that I went to a goddess, right. I understand him meeting. The first time I went, I was like, this is weird. And this is fucking bullshit. And this is like a cult. And I'm not comfortable here. I don't, you know, like, what did I expect? I went to a goddess, I understand him meeting, thinking that it was going to cater to people that didn't believe in a traditional to God. And that is <laughs> not what I got. It was not I in the notes and, of the description right, of the yeah, meeting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I went enough times that I did find those people that were willing to speak up and say, God, as I understand him, is love or family right. or whatever they, or nothing. It's in the moment, you know. And when when I finally gave it a chance and like, um if I had eliminated that meeting the first time I went and heard everyone talking about a traditional capital G God, then I would never have had the honor and privilege of hearing some of these people that I had so much respect for that spoke up and said things that I didn't have the balls to speak up and say right. for myself. Right. And that's what I yearned for every time I went there. So thankfully I kept going and kept hoping that someone would say something like that. And they did. Now, if I had been like, this is a bullshit meeting, I don't want not going to this one anymore and just eliminated it. I wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't have had that. But at the same time, like you're saying, I did the podcast thing, I, you know, still do. I still listen to sober podcasts. Right. You know, I still I'm on the sober side of TikTok, not just as someone that posts, but Consumes, still follow yeah. your race. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I think that people bring that positivity think that you graduate from recovery mm, mm -hmm. and you don't, you might mm -hmm. graduate from a modality. You might graduate from a group. You might graduate from a specific meeting or retire a podcast, but I think there's an, are we there yet undercurrent for certain people that you need to be aware of? That um, is an excellent point. Are we there yet? No, we're never fucking going to be there. What yeah, we can do is control the climate, change the playlist, stop and get gas, get snacks, fucking take a pee on the side of the road, get back right. in the car and keep going. Yeah. Forever. Forever. And it's fun if you let it be. Right. And it's fucking yeah. miserable sometimes, but you can still have. But that's life. But yeah, life is exactly. fun and life is miserable. It has miserable. nothing to do with sobriety. It's just life. Think about how miserable you were when you were drinking all the time. You know, yeah, you had some fun, but you had a lot of misery. Like, like you're saying, just because you eliminate, not eliminate, just because you find a way to work through your addiction and start right. to recover doesn't mean everything just magically gets easier. That's not life. And no. news fucking flash, not everyone on this planet has an addiction problem. And they Correct. still, you know. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got problems. Humans are fucking humaning. They and are. I'm best off dealing with that shit without any alcohol in my life. Yeah. But or, like, or like or you're AI, saying, or AI chats. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a topic for another day. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but to build on what you said about there's no um finish line or however you were yeah. saying it. Um I mean, you can, uh, that's because you evolve in life. I mean, your recovery program evolves with you as a human, right? I'm not recovering the same way I did, you know, two, yeah. almost two years ago, not even close, not even close. So 
to expect things to just, you know, filter into a life of joy without your drug of choice is it's just so unrealistic and frustrating for people to set that expectation and, and then to put people like us on the spot and say, well, okay, what now, what do I do now? Right. You know, you haven't posted in two weeks. Where are you? I need you. You don't, you don't need me. You need you. Mm-hmm. You need you. You need to figure your shit out. It. Right. I'm not figuring this out for you. I'm yeah. trying to survive my own recovery here. I mean, I'm not saying I I don't value as as a sober TikToker or podcaster. I don't value people's benefit from it. I wouldn't be doing this shit if it wasn't for that. Right. But I really feel like people don't appreciate their own power. That's right. That's right. They don't give themselves enough credit to be able to be in charge of their own recovery. You don't have to be a follower. That's so important. Yes. And people will be like, I got through last night because of you. I'm Mm. like, no, you got last because of you. You use self-efficacy. You knew that you were struggling. So then you got on TikTok. So then you found a video that resonated so that you could talk yourself back and not drink. That has nothing to do with me. I am just a conduit. I am just up here on a screen. Yes. And I get really uncomfortable when people, I like, I mean, obviously I, I love the love that people give me and I appreciate it. And it also makes me super uncomfortable, you know, like, because (laughs) I don't want them to I don't feel a hierarchy in recovery. I don't feel like for you and me, Jenna, like I don't think because I have eight and plus years and you have one and like there's a seven year gap. Who fucking cares? Like I don't, yeah. there's no hierarchy for me. So even if a one day or in a right. thousand day, or, to me, they're the same person. We're all sober today. We're all sober today and we're all fucking on the same journey, which goes mm-hmm. forever and will evolve forever <laughs> when you let it. Right. Which shouldn't be a daunting thought. You know, Correct. people are like, oh my God, what forever till the day I die. What a beautiful thing. What if, oh, what a beautiful commitment to make to yourself to say, I'm, I'm going to go through life completely engaged 100% in it. Like this is going to be my life that I'm controlling without right. any outside forces coming in and, and creating fucking chaos that doesn't need to be there. Like Believe me when I tell you that is not an easy thought. Um, and I recently in the last month or so posted about that word forever and how um, how in recovery we talk about today. And we do that intentionally because Correct. anything, like I said in my post, anything in life that's hard but worth doing, you don't want to think about having to do that forever. You get, through, it's like, I got through my fucking rise and grind workout this morning. Right. I'm not thinking about doing that every day of my fucking life. Are you kidding me? Right. Cause you'll, like, you'll freeze. Sounds, you'll freeze. Yeah, exactly. Or you get yourself all bunched up and stressed out and it's, it's, it's anxiety. You don't need it's anxiety. You don't need. Yeah. And it's opportunity versus obligation. I think you have an opportunity to recover and I'm obligated to my recovery, meaning I put it first, but I'm also super focused on treating it like an opportunity. Because through it has come so many opportunities of writing and speaking and traveling and right. doing things I never was able to do. I remember I had a, I taught with a friend. Um, her name is Erin. 
and she doesn't drink. And I remember thinking that she was a psychopath for not drinking. We taught English together. She's an incredible human. She was on Jeopardy. She's super cool. smart. Yeah. And she said, you know what? I don't, I don't drink alcohol because I don't like to feel out of control. Hmm. And in that moment, I remember thinking, and I drink alcohol because I feel out of control. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but it, in my drunk voice, I was like, that's so dumb. Like, what? That doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. And now I know exactly what she means. I know exactly what she means because life is already crazy enough. Um, I spent 45 minutes trying to explain to my daughter last night about why she can't feel the earth moving while it spins. Oh, <laughs> that kind of shit. Like we have to get through those kinds of conversations, oh, right? So <laughs> Without drinking. But how come we can't feel it? Um, and I'm just like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. And then we talked about if the earth was flat, like could Aww. it actually be? And I said, no, because during COVID, when everyone was six feet apart, somebody would have fallen off <laughs> yeah, and exactly. we would have found out, you know, <laughs> so but, cute. But just like there's just so many variables that are already happening. Control isn't being able to have absolute control over our life, which because we don't. But it's about Mm -hmm. having our faculties with us and eliminating fucking sad clown drunk Daniel from trying to interpret what my Mm -hmm. wife is telling me, you know, as I'm swaying (laughs) like a fucking little balloon in the kitchen (laughs) after (laughs) sipping my body all day for no reason. Ah. Oh my God. I I like what you're saying about hierarchy. And I think it's important for those of us in recovery to understand that the people that have been in recovery for decades, they're still in recovery. Right. I still, I not still, but like I look to resources when I struggle, you know, I have very close people in my life. In fact, someone in my family, a close family member of mine reached out. We were chatting the other day via text and he said, I got to get to a meeting. And he's been sober for years, you know, and you just honestly, as someone new in recovery at like myself, I don't, I'm just as guilty sometimes of that. I think, oh, he's got that down. You know, right. he's been sober for years. This is old hat. This is his norm. He doesn't really need any of this shit anymore. So, I mean, it was so um, eye-opening in a good way for me right. to think, wow, really? Like, and now I was immediately like, oh my God, are you okay? Because <laughs> yeah. I think, what is going down where you, you know, you feel like you need a meeting. That was my go-to thought. Right. And he's like, yeah, no, no, I just need to be around, you know, some sober people. Like, I just need my people. I just need to be in that space. And that is really important for those of us. Yeah. Yeah. Complacency sneaks in and alcohol is super fucking patient. Right. And it just waits for you to get really complacent. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, and it's not our fault, especially here in like the U.S. school system. We've been trained at this K through 12. I graduate one right. step, one to the next, to the next, to the next, Yeah, that people think like, yeah. when am I done with this? Right. Yeah. Um, it's a legitimate. Um, and, and sort of like, that's where addiction and mental health, I don't think you're always ever, at least in my experience, I'm not done with it. I grow, right. I grow around it. Mm-hmm. And there's a great visual about how people grow around grief. And I think that's also how you can grow around recovery. You know, you just mm. continue to expand and it shifts and it changes form. But, um, I always tell my followers, get scrappy, you know, it's time yeah. to get scrappy, figure Absolutely. out, but fo- don't focus on what's not working because mm-hmm. what you focus on, you get more of. 
So yes, you went to, you know, fucking mix it up. You didn't like to your point. You didn't like that meeting. Go to an, go to a different one. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty easy. You can do do it. it. Do it. Daniel, we're going to wrap this up. Episode 30. All right, Jenna. Well, everybody, we will see you next week. And thank you, Spindrift, um, spindrift.com, Sobriety Uncensored, all one word. Um, Cap locks, baby, gets you 20% off. And we will see you next week. Yeah, get scrappy.